And the name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie Podcast. I'm Jacob, joined alongside me, as always, Tate and Sage. What's up? I'm sleepy. <laughs> you got an early flight. Mm-hmm. Sage has got an early flight, and we're recording this late at night. Mm-hmm. That oh, rhymes. That was a nice rhyme right there. That was a toy rhyme. Toy like a toy guy. Yeah. Cuh. <laughs> you say cuh? Yeah. Cuh. <laughs> Jacob, you cannot say cuh. <laughs> I just did, bitch. You cannot. That's funny. That's, that's illegal in like 30 states. <laughs> Luckily, Wyoming ain't one of those, cuh. <laughs> that would be true. <laughs> probably. That would be true. I'm probably the first person to say that word in like 10 years in the state of Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, the only states rest. where you could say it are like... Wyoming, Utah, Alaska. Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma. The whitest states. Idaho. <laughs> Probably Colorado. <laughs> Definitely yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Everyone the in ones Boulder in Colorado, like, the ones in Colorado that yeah, the ones in Colorado that say it don't say it ironically like I was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're not saying it to try to be funny. Jacob, speaking yeah. of, I saw, I went and saw American Fiction the other night. I, mm. I know that you saw it recently. And I know it's not one that we're going to pick because it's in theaters mm-hmm. right now um but really good i fucking loved that it movie. was really good right is awesome yeah that was much better than i thought it was gonna be i saw poor things directly after yep weird movie i heard it's pretty strange but i heard really good things uh, it's it doesn't strike me that doesn't surprise me. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. That reaction. Yeah, no, I mean I it's I, I've never seen a Yorgos Lanthimov movie before. Um I think I nailed that. I think you ah, did. Almost. Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh. Um, He's Greek. I gave it a 64. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Poor Things. I think I'm going to see that ASAP. Um, yeah, and I gave I, American yeah. Fiction an 85. Yeah, I think I'd give it a 90. Like That, that movie's awesome. Yeah, that movie was while we're talking good. in our While we're in our Oscars month. Yeah. Have yeah, I ever told you I also how went much I appreciate not being involved in the Oscars? Yeah. Part no. of this podcast. No, we, you we, have not told us how much you appreciate that. I, I appreciate that now, so though. much that I'm not involved in the Oscars so much. Honestly, I've <laughs> liked a lot of the movies so far. I have too. I think it's for I what I've seen, lot. it's been a pretty strong yeah. year. Like, I still remember, Holdovers, like, awesome. Past yeah. Lives, awesome. Did you see Zone of Interest? I have not yet. I, that's the other one I went and saw. It was. I'm going to watch Anatomy of a Fall probably yes. tomorrow night. Yes. Wow. I can't wait for you to watch that one. Oppenheimer, awesome. The technical stuff, Spider-Man, Across the Spider-Verse, awesome. Are you going to see Saltburn at all? Guardians 3. What? Are you going to see Saltburn at all? I don't know. That's really on the back burner. It just, that's the snub of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Zone of Interest is one that I'm going to see. Um, just knocked May, December out. going to watch Elemental, the Disney animated nom. Yep. 
Um, well, then I, I got to see Godzilla minus one. I picked, That's the last one that I really want to see. I, I picked uh, Pneumonia. Nimona. Nimona. Sage, in what movie are you picking? Mm. You don't know yet? Mm-mm. Please pick Maestro. Or Maestro. All right, I'll pick Maestro. Nice. If you if you pick Maestro, Maestro, Maestro. 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 You screwed me up. Maestro. Um, Is it a Spanish movie? I've, no. That's like a Italian... Well, Maestro word. is Spanish and it's probably teacher. Italian. Yeah, that's why I thought it wasn't. It's I wasn't sure if it's a. Teacher. So it was an Italian movie. No, it's an American movie. Maestro is the something you call a conductor of a. Yeah. It's about a conductor. It's just like a train conductor. <laughs> no. <laughs> like orchestra or, conductor. Orchestra. Oh, I didn't know that. Maestro. It, yeah. Are they called conductors? Yes. Well, Maestro is teacher. I'm doing. The sense too mechanical. All right. Well, we're not talking about my. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, we are doing. We're, we're in Oscar month here for the Good Day for a Movie podcast. Unfortunately, um, it's the worst month of the year. <laughs> um, so we're picking only Oscar nominated movies this year. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it was a pretty strong year. I mean, there's some that I don't care about. I may see Rustin because um, I've heard really good things about Coleman Domingo um, in that movie. You'll definitely see way more ones. than I will, but I gonna, you're going to see way more than I do, or I will. But I'm yeah. going to try and knock out a, a good amount, a good chunk. The five documentaries this year sound awful to me. I didn't even like look I, at that. They category. just sound boring. Honestly, um, I think the animated section looked pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. Other than the animated's pretty bad. I some of the like even the international ones weren't that intriguing. What was it? No. Oh, Anatomy of a Fall wasn't an international. Oh, what the fuck was that about? Anatomy of Fall was not international. No, it wasn't up for international, but Zone of Interest is. Okay. But uh, Anatomy no, of Fall. That's a, that's a hot take I have. Zone of Interest came from the United Kingdom. So is that not international? I fun? feel like, no, it, it is. Okay. It counts, but I feel like it shouldn't. It shouldn't count as an international film? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> the United States and the United Kingdom for film are the same thing. I honestly would agree. Like I think you have maybe a point there, but I yeah I don't know I don't really care. What it you used to line. be called foreign language category. That's kind of yeah. what it should be. Yeah. 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 But then I again, I like Banshees being in a foreign film, or the but that wasn't. I know, but like if it would have been, I would have been fine with that. No, but see, that's just it's too American. I haven't seen Zone of Interest, so I I, I guess they only speak German, right? Pretty yeah. much. I think so, what yeah. Jacob means is it's too English. Yeah. Yeah. It's too white. Yeah, I, I agree to that. I, I, you know, a foreign language film should eat like definitely be in another language. Like Australia is even like pushing it. I need it to be really Australian if it's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I think I can get behind wow. that. We should sign up. We should get a petition signed. That may be the wokest opinion I hold. Yeah, maybe. That's not that woke. It's not that woke, but no, <laughs> that's saying something though. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty woke for me. <laughs> All right, let's get into this movie. Yes, um, the movie I picked, it, definitely because I've already seen some of the other movies um, that I probably would have picked if this was just a fresh, like I hadn't seen any of them. I picked May, December. It's streaming on Netflix, less than two hours. Um, Natalie Portman and um, Julianne Moore are the main stars. Um, I'd heard mixed things. A lot of people liked it. Um, Michael Nip did not like it. He said he's seen it twice now. 20 years wow. after their notorious tabloid romance gripped the nation, a married couple buckles under pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. 
which I feel like is not a very good synopsis of this movie. N- well, no, but I like that. But yes, it it's, seems almost it's accurate. But it, well, and I think it. Did, I think I'm glad because I didn't look yeah. into anything about this film. Yeah, and it, eyes wide open now. Um, and so I like that it wasn't it didn't overstate the plot. Yeah. Um, directed by Todd Haynes, written by Sammy Birch and Alex Mechanic. Um, yeah, like I said, streaming on Netflix. Um, I did mm, freaking Netflix. They got me. They got me. I couldn't use my mom's account anymore. Sage had some struggles too. He had to come to daddy. Same. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. <laughs> I was Tate's daddy for like seven years. Did you have to hit I'm traveling? Yeah. Yeah. I almost called my mom, but her uncle's in town and they were having dinner. And I was like, I can't do that. So I'm just going to drop some money and cancel it. Yeah. I was pissed because both you and Tate picked a Netflix movie. So did you. Maestro's on Netflix too. Yeah. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Looks like I don't pick Maestro anymore. I take it back. Okay. You should pick the holdovers. I would, I may rewatch it. I'm not going to rewatch Maestro. Which one was holdovers? Paul Giamatti. Or is it streaming on? It's on. Oh Peacock. yeah, I'd watch oh, that. Pe- it's on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, with God the kids. Damn it. Yeah, that's my pick. Holdovers. Nice. Can you stream it on Peacock, Sage? I don't care. Fuck Netflix. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll still watch. Doesn't my Peacock Astro. have soccer too? Peacock's free. It's just free with ads. Mm. Oh, cool. I'll take that. Nice. That was awesome. That was a great turn for me. I'm glad I brought up the. That was a great turn Netflix for thing. everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Netflix can fuck off. Um, all right, we'll see you on the other side. How do you choose your roles? I want to find a character that's difficult to, on the surface, understand. Were they born or were they made? It's such a pleasure to meet you. You are so sweet. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for doing this. It's so generous. Well, I want you to tell the story right, don't I? We're taller. You look taller on television, but we're basically the same size. We're basically the same. Feels like things just settled down, and now y'all are making a movie. It's a very complex and human story. I think it's hard to trust that you're going to represent Gracie as she was. I'm going to try. Do you remember when you first met? You came to the pet store looking for a job. It was summer after sixth grade? Seventh. Why do you want to play me? When they sent me the script, I thought, here is a woman with a lot more to her than I remember from the tabloids. What would make a 36-year-old woman have an affair with a seventh grader? People, they like see me as a victim. I wanted to. I already have an idea of what it must have felt like. What? Sneaking around with you. I probably shouldn't have said that. Why would you want to play someone who you think is a bad person? It's the moral gray areas that are interesting. She's getting on my last nerve. She's just everywhere I look. Why can't we talk about it? If we're really as in love as we say we are? Insecure people are very dangerous, aren't they? You are crazy.
This movie sucked. What? <laughs> I this movie. I was, I don't know if I go as bad as sucks, but eh. Well, you since you're going now, go go ahead. Okay. Um, there were parts that I was like, "This is good," and that was mainly at the beginning, but like the last half, I thought was just so boring. Um, I guess the performances were fine. Fucking Julianne Moore's fake lisp drove me crazy. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't even hated pick up it. on it until like halfway through the movie, and I was like, "Has she been doing this the whole time?" Like there was I picked one up scene on it where... when Natalie Portman showed up to the house. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, "Oh, later. what's happening? Why is she speaking like? Why is she speaking like this?" Wow. Yeah, I didn't pick that up until later, and it oh, started to bother yeah, me. Yeah, it it drove me bonkers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I was maybe a little dramatic um, about awful, but not my favorite. Okay. Sage? Sage. Oh, jinx. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) What was that, an owl? I don't know. That's creepy. I don't like owls. I don't like owls hooting at me. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to put a hooting noise in the background. <laughs> That's a cra- I don't know what that noise is. It's not a hoot. It's like some weird, like, whoa, whoa. Oh, it sounds like yeah. an alien. <laughs> Is your washer or dryer running? Dishwasher? Is Sage about to get abducted by aliens? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm fucking freaking out right now. <laughs> maybe you should <laughs> I was say maybe you should turn some lights on and close your damn curtains. House, this would be so fucking terrifying. What if you just saw someone behind him like now I think I And he doesn't have his right headphones now. in? Yeah. <laughs> well, like it just yeah. Just like a quick flash. <laughs> the minute you don't have Wesley can you hear us now right now? Of course, I'm just debilitated with these fucking headphones on my head. <laughs> yeah, now you're freaking me duck. out. I just can't hear anything. Just do yeah, one ear off. My, do the do the one ear I off. I got my kitchen knife. There you go. I don't know what's going on. This is seriously. You're, you're giving me the weirds now. I'm I know. Upstairs, it's creeping me out. Huh? I'm up, like I've got my front door locked. Jacob's Jacob is a sitting duck as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not digging it, and it's <laughs> this is not fun. I don't like alien stuff. <laughs> I know this is alien stuff because I have horrible friends who loved telling me about all this shit growing up. Did you did you read Slaughterhouse Five? Yeah. You maybe just gonna go time travel and have sex with a beautiful actress. That's not how it actually happens. You get probed. <laughs> not if you're Billy Pilgrim. Um, you don't want to get probed. Not particularly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I will never watch this movie again. Um, I think there's something about it that I liked. And I think it's the acting, the actor's performances and how well they did their characters. Like, I think Julianne Moore, Nellie Portman, and the guy all did really well and, like, did a really good job at creating their characters. But the artsy stuff I didn't care for. I And I did kind of like the elements of the story of, like, how 
it's a very fucked up situation that kind of becomes like okay like 15 20 years later but also like has long-term consequences for the young man that never really got to like grow up normally with like a six-year-old wife so i don't know there are elements to it that i think maybe through conversation i'll be able to put words to of why i liked it like uh, of elements that i liked about it but i did not generally speaking like the movie that much like it was it was a dumb artsy movie it's a classic oscar movie that sucks and it was a waste of my time <laughs> that was a roller coaster tate <laughs> okay um, I want to assume um, that this is not new news, but it hasn't come up yet. You guys know that this is loosely based on a true story, right? No. I'm sure this has happened many yeah. times. I mean, no, this yeah, is based but... on an actual woman and a, and a son from the 90s. It was She was 36 years old and he was 12. Jesus, that's so fucked up. That's, what I, that's yeah, the article that's I was reading. So everything about this movie is pretty much based on their life. And so, like, in the 80, late 80s or 90s, she was a school teacher, and um, that's when she met the kid. And so, there's a, f- a few things that are different from the movie, and that's, like, kind mm-hmm. of intentional. Or Yeah, it, it's similar to, like, Next Goal Wins in that way, where it's, like, some of it were just for the movie, some of it not. But it's a very fucking weird story and weirdly true as far as the movie goes. So, she was a school teacher. He was a kid. Um, and they basically had relations. It wasn't at a pet store or anything like that, but they, like were having relations um, and she was married at the time and like uh, she was writing letters to him and stuff like that and thought she was truly in love and she went to jail and then um, when she for like six months or for like a year got out of jail he was still obviously a minor they continued to be together so then she went to jail for 10 more years but at the or like something like that something crazy longer um, at the start of her second sit in jail, she was pregnant with their kids. So like a lot of the articles I was reading, they all titled like baby behind bars and shit like that. So he, when the, when she had the baby, she had to stay in jail and he basically had to be the parent from like, whatever that is, like age 16 or 17 on. Um, and like they have two kids and she had several kids before that. So like a lot of the aspects of the story were very true. And so like the whole thing I was like very fucked up about, I was like, this is insane um but yeah so i so i think with all of that i think the movie was very impressive um very well acted and i think my favorite thing about it is that it's not just a straight up movie about her like it's not just it's kind of the prequel or the behind the scenes of someone like making that movie and like going through the process of getting into their head and so it was a really cool take i think on um a story that's based on true events kind of thing so, and it was all yeah. the emotional side of it 10, 20 years later, which was really cool. So I, I love this movie. I, it was just a yikes. Like it gave me the yeah, chills. I, I think that, I think it's a few things. Like I, I like that. I like the concept. I think for the most part, it was done well. Um, the genres on IMDb are interesting. Comedy, drama, dark comedy, psychological drama. Man, comedy, I don't get. Yeah, comedy should any. not be associated with yeah. this right. movie at all. Not even dark comedy. This is just like a dark right. <laughs> movie. But I'm pretty sure that the director upholds that it's supposed to be a dark comedy. And there was something, the girlfriend was telling me, she was reading an article on Rolling Stone, that it's supposed to be a satirical take on the like 
serial killer type of like the like that type of story. Hmm. I don't like get the, satire. I don't either. I don't pick that up. No, but I'm pretty sure it was an interview with the director that yeah. she was reading. I um, I think I could maybe see parts of this movie where true the crime genre, not serial killer necessarily. Yeah, but, true crime drama. Um, yeah. I could see how the director maybe thought there were some points that were kind of more lighthearted or like funny, like and like the dad smoking pot with his kid so like, for the first time, or I don't know. And like the weirdest part to me, which is I think where they were going with the satire and dark comedy thing, is the score. Because the know. score gets like way overly dramatic at weird times. Yeah. Like at the very end there after the graduation and the mom's like, oh yeah, no, that thing Johnny told you was not true. We talk every day. And then she's just like standing there like and just jaw dropped and the score's like, da, 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 da. and you're like, yeah, what's happening? And yeah. so maybe Those that's the artsy elements that were dumb. The, like they're trying to go like artsy and like, maybe that's where the satire is like kind of supposed to be coming in where like, they're like overplaying stuff. Yeah. I mean, I could see it in some of the scenes where it was so awkward that like it was like, yeah, you could break the tension in the room. Yeah. Easily. And so like, and I, the things I'm, the scenes I'm thinking about is like the first one that really like perked my ears was when they're sitting at the dinner table. She was just like, are you still connected with your prior kids? And she was like, I don't know how that's relevant to any of this. And like it was kind of a very direct and abrasive response, mm-hmm. or even and, like after Natalie Portman has sex with Joe, and yeah. she like they're on the bed and she's just like kind of like robot-y. Yeah, she was very robot-y, um, and I, in a really creepy way. I think Natalie Portman's performance was very good. Mm-hmm. I think her role in the movie was very weird and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It was almost like. It was almost like her character was trying to show how the main woman character was like living every woman's fantasy. Cause she was like so kind I, of recreating, but by like, by like psychologically diving into her character, she was almost like enjoying or understanding like the elements of it that were in like intense. Like when she first started like pleasuring herself, like almost uh, reenacting them having sex in the pet store. And then like, there was another time she was like reenacting, like saying like the boy's name in her hotel room. And then she was like, and then they full on reenacted when they had sex. And then like at the end of the movie, when they're filming and she like is acting and acting and the last take, she's like almost like seriously, like, you can kind of tell that she's like imagining that she's about to fuck a 12 year old. And she's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm fucking into this. Let's take another take. And I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) So like like, you were supposed to just be learning from this character to like be able to reenact them. And I think this is less about reenacting and more like you're actually enjoying. What's the point? Okay. So I have it. So her character, Natalie Portman's character in all of this, because obviously the whole, none of the true story, like the whole not true story aspect of this is that they're like the real woman never had someone try and make a movie after her. She passed away in 2020 <clears throat> from cancer and her, her Good. actual uh, husband or whatever, they separated in 2019. Um, they didn't get fully divorced before she died, but they separated in 2019. She got cancer or maybe had cancer, I guess, but um, died in 2020. Um, 
So he's still alive. She passed. Um, but so that's the whole fake aspect of this movie. Didn't never happen. She never had an actress come question her about her life. But I think that that was such an interesting aspect in this whole movie because it was a character that no, that never actually happened other than interviews maybe, but there was never actually this, but it's kind of like a, a, a look into what if this actually did happen? Um, what, what would it, how would it play out? Like as far as, um, what questions would she ask? What should we, what should she find out? What should she pick up from, or what should, should, wait, what, what would she pick up from them? And then, uh, also what would like Julianne Moore's character or like the actual woman in question, what would she be, how would she be acting? So that's where I get the psychological thriller of all this. And I think Nally Portman's character is what drives that boat. And I think the other part of this stage is that, because I thought it was really weird, the whole how like into it she was getting. And I think the reason they include that is to kind of shine a light on maybe how fucked up human nature is on how quickly and um, accurately we can try and portray someone else, even if it was really fucked up. Like that's where I, I think that was a shining a light on um, acting and what we ask of people to do psychologically and how easily they can do it. And it, cause that, that's the way I take it. Like that's fucking insane that someone would go meet this woman in order to just basically manipulate or not manipulate her, um, uh, whatever I'm trying to say, mime her, um, like become yeah. her. Yeah. And like, it was, it creeped me out to like watch Natalie Portman slowly become her. And I think that that was the very, makeup scene was fucked. The makeup the scene. Makeup scene was fucked. Even when they were like both kind of like sitting there when they're the girls trying on dresses and they're kind of like sitting there looking in the mirror kind of at each other and like I think I, you could see Natalie Portman like almost trying to act like her and sit like yeah, her. Just holding her arms over her leg the same way Julianne Moore. Yeah, was. and then like um, at the very last scene where Julianne Moore was like, "Oh, by the way, everything you heard about my brother that was not true," and like walks away. I feel like Natalie Portman was even trying to like react how she would should should she would react to something like that, and I, it was just weird how she was becoming her and I think that that's shining light on how fucked up it is just the entire industry and the and the ask of asking someone to become someone else no I don't know that's my take on it like the behind the scenes um psychological toll that it takes on someone to say hey do you want to go play this really fucking creepy person there's a no there's a psychological experiment like name for the experiment of like I'll have to put my my brain's too mush right now. <laughs> it's something like taking a normal person and running them through kind of like the mental process of justifying doing something fucked up. Like saying like, would you murder someone? And they're like, no. I was like, well, what if you had this? What if you thought about this? What if they did this? What if this was your blah, blah, blah. And then you actually ran them through. And then you ask the question again. They're like, yeah, I might kill him. And then you're like, okay. And then you like add more, add more context, add more context, add more context. And then they're like, yeah, I could definitely kill this person. I think it's kind of like that where she like started the process of trying to understand the, to shadow the person. And then the shadow became reality and she yeah. became like, and that's person. what I think is what the movie's intending to show is that that 
can happen. Yeah, but like, you're that saying it's from happen. the industry aspect. I think it's just like I think yeah, I do think it's from the industry aspect. Yeah, that's the way I took it. Was that's the industry aspect of I'm thinking is that as like humanity aspect. Yes, like, I'm both. I'm. I think this movie's it. trying to suggest that people like will want to fuck twelve year olds if they just like kind of get in the mood. <laughs> well, I yeah, I I think that what the movie's telling you with Natalie Portman's character is that um if you put your if you seriously adopt this person and become this person you you will you can do the same thing and justify or something like that like but so that's why i do think it's a commentary on general so, like human psyche do you want to hear mads mickelson's quote about method acting method acting that's what i was thinking of the word um it's bullshit. What if what if it's a shit film? What do you think you achieved? Am I imp- am I impressed that you didn't drop character? You should have dropped it from the beginning. How do you prepare for a serial killer? You're going to spend two years checking it out? It's just pretentious. The media goes, oh my God, he took it so seriously. Therefore, he must be fantastic. Let's give him an award. Then that's the talk and everybody knows about it and becomes a thing. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. See, that's, um, and that's where I think like, that's where I, I took the, I'm, yeah, I'm not in the industry, but I have always thought that like playing some of those roles can be really fucked up to your mental health. And <laughs> there's, that's the way I took a, Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. There's a funny character story. I can't remember it exactly about Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong on the set of succession. Um, Jeremy Strong was a method actor for it. And Brian Cox is like, it's so fucking stupid. Just pretend you're somebody else and then stop. That's fucking called acting. Yeah. <laughs> And then something like that happened too with Marlon Brando. It was one of Marlon Brando's early movies. And I can't remember who the other guy was, but he was like a legendary actor. And Brando was like method acting. Um, let me try to find it. Um, and like the older actor that wasn't method acting was like way better. Cause again, this is early in his career, but he was like, I don't get it. I'm like, I don't understand what this, like his method acting was kind of newer, like in the early, like forties and fifties. And so, well, it's got it. Yeah. It's just gotta be a to each his own kind of thing. Like, um, depends on how you can, like you can either snap into that or you have to like study it. And like, um, Natalie Portman's character did. And like other people kind of did fucking weird shit to get into character and then couldn't get out of it. But, um, yeah, that's, that's where I think, Natalie Portman was outstanding in this movie. Like she really blew me away. I like, and she impressed me the more that the movie went on. Like I think in the first half of it, the first quarter half of it, I was like, she's okay, but she, she she's kind of boring right now. Like doesn't have much going for her. And the more that she started to slowly adopt Julia Moore, um, and that like really f- fucked up last scene where it was just kind of like, she was like, Hey, I'm getting into this now. Like I'm becoming her. Um, that's where I was like, holy fuck, Natalie Portman in that last like monologue where she was reading the letter, that was where I was like, holy shit, she is incredible in this. So I think acting across the board is, this is going to be a top tier. Um, I, yeah, this might be hard to beat. Isn't it, this one's up for actress, right? Or act? Um, it may just, no, it's just, uh, screenplay. Just screenplay? Yep. Wow. I really would have thought. Yeah, Either I, I mean, I will say the acting it. was incredible in this movie. Like, as much as the lisp annoyed me, yeah, it's Julia pretty impressive still... that they're she was able to pull it off pretty naturally. And I, I have a feeling that she did that based on the actual interviews with this woman. I'm, 
I don't know why else you'd throw that in there. That's a really weird thing to add. The I don't list. know if I want to go watch an interview of this woman, but yeah, yeah. Are you, you're I, I talking think, about the lisp. Yeah, I think yeah about the real woman. Um, so think, they both would have been up for. Oh no, Julianne Moore at the Critics' Choice was up for supporting actress. Yeah, I think Natalie would and be lead. Natalie would be lead supporting actress. There's a clear, clear like one that does not belong. Emily Blunt Oppenheimer, good. Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, haven't seen it. Heard she was good. Jodie Foster, Nyad, don't know, haven't seen it. It's Jodie Foster. Probably divert, deserves it. Devine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers, definitely deserves a nomination. But America Ferrara and Barbie. Did you guys see Barbie? I did see Barbie. I don't know who that is. She's the one that gives the dumb speech at the end. She's oh, like she's the, the real, mom. She's the mom, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I she... Dude, throw Natalie Portman or Julianne Moore over her in this. Yeah, like, yeah. it'd be Julianne Moore for support. I loved her in Barbie. She was great, but she's not like in the same ballpark as no. Natalie Portman or Julianne Moore for this. Julianne Moore, Julianne Moore. I don't know. Julianne. Yeah. Julianne. So that's that's a weird. To mostly when you have this in your back pocket to not or to choose the Barbie one over that. That's weird. And then actress in a leading role, Annette Benning Nyad. I haven't seen Nyad, but I would say get her the hell out of there. I think she's just nominated because she's never won one. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sandra Hewler, Anatomy of a Fall. You think that's worthy? For supporting? For leading. Oh, for lead? Yeah, she should. She she would be up there with Natalie Portman for me. Yeah. They Perry were Mulligan, Maestro. Very, she was very good. Emma Stone, poor things. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so I... Coming out out of this movie, I thought definitely there was going to be some acting nominations, um, and I'm very surprised that there's not because I thought across the board the acting was phenomenal. Yeah, I def- even the kids did yeah. a really good job. And Joe yeah. Joe was even good. Like from yeah. the little bit I read about the actual Joe, um, he dealt with alcoholism. Um, he denied ever uh, that they weren't in love. Like he always was like, "Yes, we are in love. Yes, we are in love," and he's pleading for her kind of thing. Um, up until it sounds like a couple of years before she passed, which is kind of accurate. The movie that sounds like he was starting to struggle with whether he felt um, wronged or like he was ever in control with the situation. Um, so all of that, like Joe, that guy did amazing. So uh, yeah, that's, I think where this movie really, I think it'll, yeah, it'll get a high score just for the acting. The other, yeah. um, the other aspect of this movie that I thought was interesting was the um, her meeting the other family. Because, like, I feel like you didn't really, like, they didn't really have to include all that, but, like, the kid, mm. so Georgie. Um, yeah, her first family. I don't really know. Like, the, the article I read didn't really talk much at all about her first family other than they're not, ta- they don't talk at all. Like, they like this move, movie made them seem like, and, and that was where the movie probably took it that way, just to have that last scene of them all running into each other at the restaurant. But it said that, like, I didn't read anything about her other family. And it said that the other family, like, does not talk to her, does not fuck with her. And, like, the the dad, the actual dad was like, nope, once that happened, I completely cut off all contact and I've never talked to her again. So, like, that was an interesting thing to include. Um, And it definitely made, I think it made the story more interesting because it made her seem also still weirdly, kind of likable or like like or not likable but that she was liked because mm-hmm. like if the whole family would have been like no she's fucking terrible like if the people closest to her kind of thing said that she's terrible then it would have been an obvious clear answer 
But if he's like, mm-hmm. no, you know, I've it was it was you know it was love for them. So she's still a great woman. Blah 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 blah, and I'm happy for him. I was like, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. But it's it helped the story as far as kept her like toe in the line of either a completely creepy and the worst person ever, or maybe she was in love. Guess how many days it took to took to shoot this? I'm gonna say a really a low number. I was gonna say twenty days. Wow, yeah, twenty three. You guys are both very close. This movie just doesn't seem like it's no. Yeah. Yeah. Um Charles Melton gained over forty pounds to portray portray Joe. I feel like that was unnecessary. The actual Joe is not as fit and good looking as him. Oh really? Yeah. At least today. He's a. It, it said it did say that like the, the yeah real life Joe. Well, the actual actor is like Riverdale. He was yeah. like zero percent body fat. I guess so. Yeah, that would have been horrible for you. <laughs> yeah. um, Julianne Moore did not notice Natalie Portman was improvising by mim- mimicking her mannerisms in some scenes until later into filming. That's creepy. Natalie Portman's good. <laughs> I got it. Like I, I'm it with Kate on this one. Natalie Portman's acting was. Yeah. I, I'm just so. My I have such a bad taste in my mouth, with her like, kind of fucked up role in it. I but I I do agree that her acting was in. I was like that's kind of why you feel so fucked up about it. It's yeah, because it was so good. Yeah, she was in, like that's why she yeah. creeps me out at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when Jacob said that makeup scene was the creepiest. Because even they're like face. I thought they were about identical. to scissor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Natalie Portman was going to kill her. I, Takes her life. I thought like at one point she was going to herself in. Like I thought she was going to take like I thought she was going to kind of move in. She was going like, to wear. Hey, you want a younger model? Them? And she was going to wear Julianne like, Moore's face. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys need to see Saltburn. No, you guys watch too many movies. No, no, you'll like it. Um, I only watched fifteen movies in January. Um, watched two, three. Tate had something. Um, I, well, I was just gonna see if there's anything from this article. There was something I was, I was thinking about earlier that might come to me. I think that. Uh, so this is another. I'm gonna pick you guys' brain on this. Julianne Moore's character. And the woman in real life that it's based on got convicted of this, said this, I'm not doing anything wrong. So all that was pretty true in real life of like the whole, I'm not doing anything wrong. We're in love. Um, blah, 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 blah. That story put me in jail if you want, but I were in love. Um, they had a restraining order put on each other by law. Um, and he begged the court to like lift it. Cause he was like, we're in love. Oh, this whole story of we're in love, we're in love, we're in love. Um, that all totally felt like an act she was putting on to appease society and to justify her wrongdoings. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it definitely seemed like they had to, and that was kind of one part that was really creepy about the story was that they kind of humanized them, particularly her. They're like, yeah, you know, it wouldn't have been, or it would have been a lot worse if, like, they didn't get married and have a happy life. But 
since they ended up getting married and have a happy life, it's okay. It's kind of okay. Yeah. Like because we're not going to give her a okay. job. We're not going to get her involved in society. We'll just keep her in her kitchen and buy her pastries so she like doesn't go insane, but doesn't get involved in the community. Yeah, it was some weird fucked up like. We don't approve of her, but she kind of like stuck it through. So we're going to just like not make her life miserable. Well, and that's the, that's the whole thing that I think is so interesting about this from a psychology standpoint of um, if she is just like, yep, I understand what I did. That was really fucked up of me. I like was, I was controlling this. I was telling him what was happening and what we were both feeling. I was in control of this entire situation, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, I fucked up. Sorry about that, society. And society's like, oh, shame on you. Um, but at least, like, you understood what you did. But then, like, and then the other route is I saying, oh, we're in love, we're in love, we're in love. And trying to say it so many times that you yourself believe it and the, per- the other person believe it just for purely not to be seen as a bad person from the outside. That kind of feels like the whole reason why. And, like, she was having breakdowns about trying to hold up this this act that yeah, she was still, she was, she was okay and not in the wrong. Like that's the biggest, like the creepiness out of all this yeah. stories that she didn't feel like, I, like I never felt like she truly was in love. It's mm. so genuinely like, I purely just felt she was faking it to be seen in the eyes of other people as okay. I don't think she ever truly loved. I, I think she loved the idea of not being in trouble and not being a, uh, a pedophile hmm. than she ever actually loved Joe. And I think Joe never had a chance to think about it. No. And I think that is like, and so that last scene where Julian Moore was telling her, she's just like, oh, by the way, everything that like he, he told you about my older siblings, that didn't happen. I don't even believe, I know this is made up story, but like, or that's probably made up part of the addition. Um, I don't believe that at all. She's just saying that to Natalie Portman, so Natalie Portman doesn't think she's fucked in the head. The brothers diddling her? Yeah. I In in this character, in this story, that 100% happened, and I think she ever wanted anything to think, anybody to think anything of her in that And I way. think her son did tell her, but I think her son was probably trying to get at the mom. Like, was like, guess what I told her? Like, I told her your secret. Yeah. Like kind of blackmailing her. Um, yeah, I thought this was an interesting yeah. letterbox review from Sunny Bunch. Um, give it two and a half stars. He said, this is one of those year-end movies where I feel mildly befuddled by the overwhelming praise. I mean, on the one hand, I get it. There are a couple of really solid performances. The whole thing is shot and lit with expert care. It's occasionally darkly funny, etc. But the thing as a whole just doesn't work for me. I don't care for the melodramatic tone. I found the musical choices off-putting, even if I think I understood what Haynes was going for. And I don't think it's quite as deep as it thinks it is. I don't know. Haynes is very hit and miss for me. And this is a fairly big miss, but I'm very much in the minority here. So, you know, grain of salt. Um, Burn. I think, and then I think that's mostly fair. That's a, that's a, a low score for what that review says. I think, I mean, I'm probably going to be in the same boat. I'm yeah, probably, I'm, probably I'm not, not going to give the movie a good review. No. But like I'll tell you right now, Natalie Portman got like a ninety-five performance. Yeah, yeah, and Julianne Moore was like an eighty-five. Julianne Moore 90. like an eighty. I, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say eighty-five, ninety, and Joe was probably like an eighty, eighty-five. Yeah. Like the acting performances were really good in this movie, but the movie itself is not like anything I would recommend to people or watch again. Um, and then Jeremy Burgess, who is a in the Deuce Cast kind of community, he's also a filmmaker himself. He's got a 
movie coming out probably this year called Don't Die, um, which we may have to review. Um, but at the end of his review, he said, the funniest thing here, though, is the score. I laughed at almost every time it kicked in. What a smart choice to have the presumed soundtrack of the film within the film play throughout the actual film. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you guys, that soundtrack has come up so much between you guys and them. Like, cause it, I didn't think about it too much in the movie. Mm. I think also because I was maybe looking things up during the movie or what, but, um, yeah, I thought that the, it was, uh, I didn't think much of it. Cause I guess I didn't notice it too much. I will say, I like how they did texting in this movie. Yes. Um, usually they did technology. Well, yes. I, I think we've talked about this on this podcast where, it's weird to see texting in movies and like FaceTiming in movies um, where like if they'll like have like the little text bubbles come up like on the screen or like you'll like I'm all right with like watching somebody text out stuff like type out stuff. Um, but I, I like this way of it where it's kind of off to the side. Like, yeah, it was it like worked. subtle um, and and like I like that. I actually because like, I, I agree with you that sometimes I like reading them like or watching mm-hmm. them type on their phone or watching them text or watching them but i liked that i didn't hear or see anything it made it even more sneaky and like i think i probably missed a few of the texts like and it, it was kind of nice because like you didn't necessarily need to read all of it either you know what i mean yeah you got the gist that he mm-hmm. he was interested in someone else texting the butterfly side piece yep man i, I thought he was only- the butterfly because he like let he, it go at the end, and he's like, "Go be you, yeah. butterfly." Yeah, but he's also the person he was texting is interested in the butterflies. Oh, interested in the butterflies. I I yeah. was thinking like the analogy of. Oh I no, was, I, I I more so just meant like he's texting somebody that's also interested in the butterflies. I think there are two obvious analogies at the very end, and one of them is him when the butterfly metaphor. metaphor yeah, um, where where he has the butterfly and he like it spreads something, he takes it outside and it flies away, and he's like simulating. There's a lot of words. Analogy, I think, still works. It's <laughs> um, a metaphor. Okay, whatever. What? Which is the one where you say this is like this, as this is like this? Analogy. That's an analogy. It's a parallel. So a metaphor he, is like a representation. Mm. A symbology. A symbolic representation. Okay, then it is more of a metaphor. Yeah. But I was gonna say that he is the butterfly to she is the fox, because you know when she was hunting at the very end and she was like she bumps into the fox, and I think that. The fox is an accurate representation of who she is as a person because she's kind of sneaky. a sneaky predator. Uh-huh. For sure, predator. A quiet, sneaky, like, predator. And, like, that's where I think those were two metaphors at the end that, like, happened back to back that I was like... Because at first I was like, why, why, is it, why are they including this whole hunting scene? Like, And then when you see the fox, I was like, oh. Yeah. A simile is if you say, like, that's music to my ears. That's like a little saying. Mm-hmm. Or like as big as a mountain. So don't like judge me for this. It's just going to hurt to say it. But like, can you imagine like just the level of fucked up that this woman is? Could you imagine like being romantically interested in a 12 year old? Like that's like you have so many. Issues. Churning. Yeah. You have so yeah, many it's... psychological issues. It's so fucked up. Like, like, yeah, it's, I mean, and I think the, one of the scenes that was really well done and you, one of you said something similar to this earlier that made me think of it 
Um, oh, as Sage, I think when he's talking about how Natalie Portman's character was like slowly becoming more and more okay with it. Like one of the times, first times where she was still couldn't really get her head around it was when she's looking at the casting videos of the 13 or 12 year olds. And they're like, I'm 12 yeah. and I'm born from here. My name's Timmy or whatever. And she just Ooh, shut yeah, her laptop. I think she's the like, first one was like, I was born in 2002. And she's like, 2002. She's like, Jesus Christ. And that, that is like the first scene yeah. where I was like, holy shit, that all of a sudden felt real. Cause like mm, she was just yeah. kind of talking about it. But then when you actually see what a fucking 12 year old looks like, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was, and that was good because that's where she starts. The yeah. other really fucked up scene was when they were baking and Julianne Moore was like, you know, he's been with more women than I've, I have men. Like justifying Oh, it. I missed that. Yeah, she did Line. say that. Yeah. Wow. That Dude, she's fucking... Heebie-jeebies too. She gives me such heebie-jeebies. And, and Natalie Portman's reaction was like, she, she was like in seventh grade. She's like, he was much more mature. His dad worked all the time. He pretty much raised his sister. I did catch that, some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think she was, yeah, trying to make it seem like, like he was an adult. Lady, you had four babies. You, yeah. are in your, you are in your late 30s. No, she was 36. Yeah, you are psycho. 36, 36. That's crazy. I said late 30s. No, I know. I'm just in my head. I said that again. Like I know. We're, still, five we're years. still years away from that. I know. <laughs> That's so insane. It's so insane. Um, I mean, the even, other thing, like, if I dated a fifty-three-year-old right now, that would be crazy. That'd, that'd be, be crazy, yeah. but at least you're an adult, <laughs> right? No, no, for sure. But like, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm an adult, and if I was dating a fifty-three-year-old, that would be weird. I'd be like, Jacob, you go, man. You go do you. <laughs> I'd be like, I mean, that's kind of weird, but it's not fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, as long as you're normal and still Jacob, then cool, man. You do you. Uh-huh. You sure, might be in love, but, but if like we were twelve. And yeah. you were like, I'm dating a 36-year-old. I'd be like, that's fucked up. I'd be like, that don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. The other thing I was going to say was just thinking about like this being Natalie. I was like, you know, Natalie Portman's probably got a weird filmography. And she does. She has a weird filmography. Like, it's basically mainstream franchises, Star Wars or Thor, or like creepy dark movies like black swan leon the professional this movie brothers annihilation v for vendetta is weird annihilation yeah she Ooh. was in she was in heat i guess i, would, I don't know if that's uh she was the little daughter yeah but like as far as an adult goes and no strings attached so she's like either in weird mainstream blockbusters or like creepy dark movies she's the she's doing the whole one for them one for me She's like, I'm going to make my paycheck well, and, and I'm going to do something crazy. She, uh, It's wild. It could be that that um, monologue she had in the classroom where they asked her why she likes playing these fucked up mm-hmm. characters or whatever. And she was just like, and she had that whole thing about. Oh, like, the whole yeah, sex thing creeps wants me to out bang too. A that could be kind of true that she want, she she finds interest in the, in the gray in the middle or whatever she said. Mm-hmm. Not the good or the bad, but the. Like that could be an actual Natalie Portman thing. That might be why she loved this script. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I was going to say was uh, the other things that Julianne Moore said that just drove me up a wall from a 
caring about a decent being being a decent human being was like so the first one that stood out was when um her daughter was trying on dresses and she was just like oh yeah oh that one's nice you're so brave for showing your arms like that yeah oh when you i I, like when my if my arms looked like that i would not be like whatever however she said it in the most demeaning Mm -hmm. way possible i wanted to slap her i was like don't you ever like i was like i don't even know this daughter but don't ever well, like, and the say older that. daughter when she came in for yeah. graduation told that was the other one called her out for it when yeah. she was just like oh you're not gonna get her a scale and like dude julian Mora looked like a toxic fucking woman yeah yeah i mean when she started just hysterically crying and joe would have to like cuddle her yeah i was like this woman is so fucked yeah and this guy's fucked. dude i i'd like low-key even though i know that he was doing this for 20 years I feel bad for Joe. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he was totally like real stuck. Life Joe or like, like, even Joe. Like, yeah. I mean, I, even though you're 18 years old and, like, you have a fucking head on your shoulders probably and you're still doing this for 12 and you're raising a family for that long, like, I, I mean, this know, guy, you can't not. There had it, to have like. been, like, serious halted social development skills. Yeah, maybe that's Because the of this. And so that's why he's, I, I think that would be why he's so, like, you don't understand, like, he gets so offended at the end there um, with Natalie Portman, and, like, you don't actually know her, whatever he said. Um, and, like, yeah, he's just so, like, he's so, like, into it that he's pretty much brainwashed. Yeah. It's just so w- wild to think about that you could go that long without ever having the thought or questioning any part of it. Like, that's a long time to go till they're, till you're, kids are graduating and you're 28 years old 30 years old like i don't know but i yeah i mean i think think about when when she gets her her claws in him yeah it's he's 12 it's gonna take another 12 years for his brain to fully develop yeah at least and at that point it's this this story is so ingrained Mm -hmm. into him yeah it's it's such a fucked up. I don't see comedy in this at all. Like I just no. am disturbed by yeah. this story yeah. and movie. And I think it it did a good job and like of I, making I, that way. I think if they wouldn't have been going for comedy, it could have been way better. Because I think like I I don't know where they were going for it, but what was missing in like the making it feel really really uncomfortable, I think could have been made up for there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like there's something missing in this. And maybe it's because I'm missing the comedy. Yeah, I'm just missing the comedy. I, had, I didn't know yeah. it was supposed to be that until you said that after I watched it. So I didn't pay attention to any of it. But. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, and I also just other little things that we talk about. Love that it's under two hours. This is a good length of a movie for what it was. Like, it had a good little arc for Natalie Portman and, and a slowly developing tension between everything uh yeah well paced well put together i thought i think it was a touch too long for how slow it was i'm with jacob that second half seemed to last forever yeah i just yeah i mean it it wasn't like a length thing it was just a pacing and it just got boring i thought man i just there were a few moments where i was like oh uh then it was fleeting there wasn't ever like a climax moment or like a it just was slowly getting more and more the tension was slowly building a little bit at a time and it was getting creepier and creepier the more he went on. Almost, yeah, it, it was a very slow build and I think I liked that. I like this movie a lot. It creeped me out, but I liked it. 
Like, it did its job. That's fair. Also, Savannah, Georgia is a super cool place. It's not actually where this mm. whole story took place. It took place in Seattle, but... Mm. Savannah, of course, it'd be the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I agree. Of course, it would be the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it would be the boons of Mississippi or Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Louisiana or the Pacific Northwest, where everyone's just depressed and has no nothing better to do than <laughs> bang 12-year-olds. Yeah, the the elite in the North Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I feel like the happiness level in Charleston would be much higher than the Pacific Northwest. Savannah, yeah. Savannah, said Charleston. Yeah, Savannah's a super cool place. Apparently, there's a lot of crime there, so maybe mm. maybe it's legit. Maybe not. <laughs> um, all right. Well, got anything else? No. It's all right. From the aggregators, a 6.9, nice out of 10 on IMDb. Not nice for this movie, though. That disgusts me. 90% on Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes, 86 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a 3.8 on Letterboxd. Of course Metacritic would give this an 86. Fuck Metacritic. Metacritic is so bad. They like their pretension. Yeah, they love pretension. Um, I can go first. I'm going to give this movie a 62. Um, performance is very good. I do think it was shot pretty well. Um, I'm going to go 85. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. No, you're good. I was just saying the second half really drug it down. Yeah. I'm going to go 85. This movie. Oh, slowly... I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to go first. I picked this. Yeah. Uh, once you said it, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> wow. we'll just keep going. Sorry. Um, I, I think this movie started at like a 75, 80 range and it slowly creeped up to the 85 to 90. And I think I was close somewhere in between there, but I'm falling at 85 cause I just saw a couple other movies that definitely hit the 90 and this falls just below that. So, um, and the acting carried it, you said it. So mm-hmm. I like, this is not a best picture movie. I'm glad it's not nominated for anything like that. Uh, screenplay. Cool. What's it up against for screenplay? You still have that up? Yes. It is up against, let's see, it's original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. It won't win that. No, I really hope Past Lives wins that. I Anatomy of a Fall all the way for that. But, um, yes, this definitely should have been, I might even take, for the little bit I've seen, I might take Natalie Portman for my best actress this year. So, Yeah. That's what I got to say. Sage? I'll give it a 67. And I think it's heavily weighted. Like, I think acting is probably a 90. And storytelling and all that fucked up shit is like a 20 or 30. Like, it was really battling. Like, I remember watching it. I was captivated by how well it was being acted. But I also just, like, didn't want to watch the movie. It was like a weird push-pull. And... I definitely am not going to watch this movie again. But like, for people like Tate, I'll be like, "Yeah, you like pretentious movies. You'll love this movie." But for like, be like, you like little kids. You'll love this movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need. We don't need people to be inspired to do this fucked up shit. Um, I don't know. I yeah. I that was probably. I mean, Natalie Portman may have jumped into like top five best actresses for me yeah. after this. Like between so, Annihilation, this. She's good. I she may is. have just kind of connected some dots. Maybe where the um, satirical play on uh, true crime stuff comes in is Natalie Portman 
becoming that type of thing and being obsessed with it. And like that becomes her personality and it kind of becomes her to the same way where sometimes it gets a little creepy with how much people are into true crime. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a weird. So maybe that's where the satire type of thing comes in. Yeah, I can maybe see that a little bit. But they didn't like, but they didn't feel like they could have gone there obvious. further. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that is an average score of 71 for May-December. Oh, I looked up why it's called May-December. May is an earlier month. December is a later month. May means young. December, for the purpose of the title, means old. I am so glad you said that because I meant to ask that at the beginning of this, and I don't know if I'm satisfied with that answer. Yeah, no, it's dumb. That's kind of dumb, but yeah, you said May means young? No, no, I mean, that's, oh, let me, it's just May, let me spring. look up what it, what it said again. I was like, what, in what um, language does that mean, Young? The film May-December explores a controversial relationship between Gracie and Joe, a significant age gap of 23 years. The title May-December refers to the noticeable age gap with May symbolizing youth and December representing the older partner. Okay, but, I mean, if you're going to go that route, this movie should be titled, like, February-June. <laughs> so, like, maybe what it's saying, life. though, is May is, like, spring. And yeah, when, that's what I'm like, thinking. New and December's, like, winter when things die. Yeah, and that's what yeah. that's what I'm like on a span of someone's human life. He was more, you know, in there ten years, yeah, like eight years for every month. He was like yeah. at the beginning. He's like February second. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, fucking, I don't know that May. put her at May. Yeah, she'd be like Memorial May Day thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should write tell the writers and be like, you really fucked it up for what you're going for. Yeah. Um, real quick plug here. Um, Wednesday night, the 7th, on YouTube, on the Good Day for a Movie podcast YouTube, we will, not we, I will be reviewing the TV show The Chosen. They have a theatrical release for this whole season, so the first three episodes um, are out right now and are out until the 14th, so if you're watching The Chosen, uh, join me over on YouTube. I have assembled a team of Protestants, and Dr. Earl from the Deucecast Movie Show and the Deucecast Extra and Matt Mink from the Soundtrack of Life podcast, as well as Manchild Movie Night. Um, and we will be discussing um, the Jesus show, The Chosen. Um, so excited for that. We'll be covering the whole season and who knows where it goes from there. Maybe a whole brand new podcast will be born. Um, it's a pilot for a podcast. How's that? Um, Tate, how are we continuing Oscar February? We're going to watch pneumonia. No. Nimona. We're going to get pneumonia? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> We're going to watch Nimona, Nimona, which is an animated, nominated for Best Animated Feature. Uh, obviously came out last year. When a knight in futuristic medieval world is framed for a crime that he didn't commit, the only one who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, a mischievous teen who happens to be a shape-shifting creature he's sworn to destroy Directed by Nick Bruno and Troy Quain, written by Robert L. Baird, Lloyd Taylor, Pamela Ribbon, starring Chloe Grace Moretz and Riz Ahmed. Uh, you all know Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, Tate? Yes. Fucking Sound of Metal is one of my favorites. Yeah, he's awesome. But I'm curious, I mean, I'm curious to know if I will pick up much on his voice acting. Yeah. Um, RuPaul is also in this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> of Drag Race fame. Um, yeah, I'm so I was looking at all of the animated ones. What were the animated ones that were nominated? Because I was I picked this one because I was going to pick one of the animated ones, I was pretty committed to that. 
Um, this one's streaming. That was really nice and easy and helpful. Um, I had seen two of the other ones. The Boy and the Heron. Yep. Nimona, Robot Dreams, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and Elemental. Yep. Definitely wasn't picking Elemental. Um, and so it was between Robot 1 and this. Robot 1's not streaming, and it's really hard to find. So that pretty Doesn't much made me pick. Spider-Verse is going to win. Yeah. I hope so. But I, I, I think I like the animated movies, or at least looking into them. Mm-hmm. Because of the wolf one that we I was about a to say, I ago. wish there was another wolf yeah. walker. I hope this is something wolf like wolf walker. Walkers. Yeah, I really have been waiting for the next. When I heard wolf that walker. it was like something about medieval I, something, I was like, "Oh, come on, give me Ireland again." Yeah, I and I saw the the ga- the girl has red hair. I'm like, "Come on, give me Ireland." And I read it, and I was like, "Damn it!" Yeah. Also, just because the the plot sounded interesting enough, and the animation looks kind of cool, so I was like, "Yeah, boom, 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 boom." Yep, yeah, yep. I already watched it. You've Did seen you? Mona? uh-huh you did i had to when no like i watched i had to i crammed it right up because i only oh. had tates netflix for like two days oh so you were so I, watched oh, movies okay. back <laughs> I thought you were saying like you watched this weeks ago or something like that i was like sage <laughs> we're talking about this yeah that would have been funny <laughs> wow so you already you're wow you already watched it wow okay i like it so just go watch it right now tate and we'll review it tonight before sage leaves for his flight yeah no <laughs> <laughs> all right all right if you'd like to get in contact with us shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at gd4gd underscore movies instagram gd4gd.movies give us a five-star rating and or review on apple Podcasts, spotify any of the podcatchers that take ratings and or reviews and if not don't do it I... <laughs> I don't we'll catch you next week either. at the movies <laughs>